This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction. This is your source for the latest technology trends shaping the world, along with tips and strategies for maximizing your career in tech. We also bring you interviews with the leading women in the tech industry, talk to youth who are rapidly building their tech knowledge, and review business solutions that will give you insights on how technology is solving business problems. Now, here's your host, Jennifer Didier. Welcome, and thank you for joining me on Tech in the Right Direction. I'm your host, Jennifer Didier, President and CEO of Directions Training. Each week, we talk with industry experts about technology trends that are emerging and changing businesses today, the career journey of IT professionals, understanding the world of women in tech, as well as talking to our youth that are rapidly building their technology skill sets. We also review case studies that provide insight into how technology is solving business and world problems. I'm excited about our guest today, so let's get moving in the right direction. This week in our Tech Solutions segment, I will be talking with Harini Gokul. Harini is a global technology leader, an investor, civic volunteer, and an advocate for advancement of women in the workplace. She is a cloud industry leader and has 20 plus years of experience driving global business strategy and customer transformation for technology companies, including Microsoft and IBM. Harini has built and led global multidisciplinary organizations in the United States and Europe to accelerate customer transformation in the cloud and business growth, focusing on delivering real-world solutions. Her diverse background includes strategy consulting and financial services. Harini sponsors and invests in organizations and communities to accelerate the advancement of women in technology. She's an investor in the Female Founders Alliance and is on the advisory board of The Future of Us, an initiative dedicated to accelerating the advancement of women of color. Harini is an international speaker focusing on diversity, equity, and innovation in the fourth industrial revolution. As part of her mission to contribute to civic life, Harini is running for city council in Medina, Washington. As a mom and a Medina resident, she's excited to work towards keeping Medina strong, safe, and healthy for current and future generations. She looks forward to leveraging her professional skills to help shape and influence policies that impact the lives of Medina and Washington residents. Irini is an engineering graduate and received her MBA from Vanderbilt University. Welcome to the show, Harini. Thank you for joining us. Can you start out by telling us a little bit about your career path in technology? Of course, it's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, let me see, I started, um, I grew up in India and um, I came of age as India was uh, driving its um, information technology revolution and the prospect of innovation and growth and, and seeing the opportunities that were available really got me engaged into technology. 
um, I went to engineering school. And as I was working through school, I realized that what I loved was seeing the application of technology to everyday life. Mm-hmm. And that is what got me, that's been sort of the theme and the guiding principle um, in my life for the past 20 years. Um, after graduation, I worked um, for a retail bank in India to um, on their operations, then uh, helped uh, a consulting firm here in the U.S. And um, that deepened my interest in technology and how it could help solve problems for our customers. And that got me to Microsoft. And at Microsoft, I've been fortunate to have um, a 14, 15-year uh, career where I've had the opportunity to grow new businesses, uh, be a part of the, cl- of the cloud journey from the time you know, we incubated the cloud business uh, to now being one of the leader providers of cloud services to our customers and seeing that journey from really multiple pip- angles from the marketing side and how you would think about cloud services as a value prop to working with our partners and taking cloud services to market to working um, in Europe and seeing it from that global perspective. Um, it's, and really it's been an, an enjoyable journey being in technology and I cannot wait for the next 20 years and, and what technology brings for us. That's such a fascinating career. And just, um, amazed by the path that you've taken uh, both in consulting and technology and solving problems. Really, really interesting path and very impressive. Um, So, you know, being in technology and it's changing so rapidly, what are some of the trends that you're seeing today? It is such a great time to be in technology. And I would say, um, we are at the cusp of what I call the fourth industrial revolution. And what this does is really build upon all the capabilities of technology we've seen in the past. And it's going to help us solve problems that were that that are super critical and that we thought we could we we were not able to solve so far. So I'm quite excited by the promise of that. And I see a couple of trends. Um that are starting to um, starting to get more prominent. One is, I think we're going to see a focus on immersive experiences, um, especially as I, you know, when I talk about the fourth industrial revolution. One of the features of this is that we are blurring the lines between the physical and the digital world. When you think about extended reality, when you think about virtual reality, right? Um, and how we engage with the digital world. I think this is going to be an incredible step change. And so um, all the work related with immersive experience will be a key theme in the future. Uh, The second thing I see um, is the emergence of focus um, on an analytics. So what I call augmented analytics. Um, Artificial intelligence is sort of um, a, a much, not a well-understood theme, but we, we understand the promise of AI. But what makes this real is the data that actually supports creating the model and how we use machine learning to transform the analytics and make intelligence out of it and use it uh, to advance solutions. So augmented analytics is another uh, trend that I see 
being prominent in the next few years. So what is could you, yes. So could you give us a couple examples of like immersive experiences for you know our listeners who might not know what that means? Sure. Um, to me, any um, when you think about conversational platforms as an example that change that help us um, visualize um, people even when we are all remote is one way to make immersive experiences real. Um, it, we often think about it as being very science, science fiction and, you know, in, in the matrix effect in movies, but I think of it as productivity tools. Mm -hmm. Today, we have a large part of our workforce that is globally distributed. It is, it, we've made huge uh, changes in technology that help us, as an example today, to be on Teams, right? So mm -hmm. We are able to connect despite being distributed remotely. And we have video conferencing to, uh, that help us see each other. Immersive technologies and immersive experiences help us take the next step where that engagement is going to become deeper and more richer. Mm -hmm. So I love, and to me, that's the power of technology is you take this wonderful technology and use it to make our lives better. You use it to improve productivity. You use it to make your work life better. Um, another theme, I, I'll, I'll end with one theme because I think this is important for us, um, is thinking about data, privacy, ethics, and, um, and the digital and our digital accountability. We've had a lot of conversation in the past few years. Um, as our world becomes increasingly digital, ethics and privacy is a growing concern. But more than that, it's an opportunity to do the right thing. And so we are seeing, as an example, chief ethics officers come into play, mm -hmm. like we had chief compliance and chief risk officers, and companies starting to think about what are my accountability frameworks? How do I make decisions with all this data that I gather? Mm -hmm. What is the right thing to do? So I think it's um, the focus on digital privacy, data privacy on ethics is going to be um, important in the next few years. I do see that becoming a trend, especially with the GDPR um, yes. requirements that are starting to come out. And it's really good because it put, put some governance around, you know, the data privacy, the, the use of data, the correct use, the ethical ways to handle that data. So I, I love your point on that. And then on analytics, you know, there is so much data now. And I feel like AI and machine learning are giving us the opportunity to really make educated decisions based on our data. Whereas, you know, in the old days, we had some data, but a lot of it was gut and feelings and, you know, kind of what I know from my experience. Uh, but now the data tells the story about a business. Um, it really talks about, you know, what you should have on your shelves if you're a retail business. If, you know, we run a training business, we need, we know, you know, what classes people have taken, what paths they're, they're going after. We can share with them what's that next class in the series. You know, the same Amazon concept where if you bought this book and read this book, you might like these books, you know, so data is so powerful. I love that that's the areas with immersive experience and analytics on data is is really becoming 
um, the future of technology. So I know you love solving business problems with technology and um, you know, there are so many great solutions that are not solved that are not only solving business problems, but also world problems. Can you give me an example of some of the projects you've worked on that have really created a solution, uh, whether it's, um, you know, for a customer or internally with technology, if you've solved some type of a problem? Um, is there something you can kind of elaborate on? Um, of course, yes. I think um, in the, the focus I've always had is how do you translate, you know, technology into um, human impact and for human good. Um, and we've taken the same thread of conversation with our customers to say technology exists to make, to solve our customer problems. Um, and there are multiple examples and I cannot go deep into any customer, right. of course, as, mm -hmm. as you can understand. Um, but we've worked with um, large retailers um, to sit with them and say, what is your vision for success in X years, right? Looking into the future, looking into the horizon, help me define what a successful retail model looks like. Mm -hmm. And given the disruption in that industry, I think you have to do some out-of-the-box thinking to um, to say what 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 does success look like, right? Is it in store? What's my digital strategy? What's my data strategy? Back to all of the things. What's my immersive shopping experience strategy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then work with them to talk about how what their map their priorities to the set of cloud solutions available, and translate that into their existing footprint and say, how do we best arrive at a solution that will give you what you want near term and set you up for success long term? So I think the converse, my conversations are always pivoted on solving customer problems. Mm -hmm. And I found that those are the most fruitful conversations. When either I walk in their shoes and I say, as a customer of yours, this is what I feel, or having been through this change myself, like let me share my experience, and helping address their problem versus trying to sell a technology. I think the retail piece is a great example because we all can relate, right? We all shop, we all purchase, um, and so we can really look at it from the user experience and improve that. You know, I think, you know, we go back and talk about Amazon, repeatedly because they're able to i i'm always shocked how fast i can order something <laughs> you know and it gets faster and faster with one click and they've made my life easier to buy that product but it also gets a little scary because i'm like wow you know it just made it that simple but that's where we're trending right exactly and i think we are and what you see, the customer experience, as you've just talked about, right? Customer is king. Mm -hmm. In these days when we have so many options and so many choices, what are what is the customer promise we want to deliver on and what differentiates us from others, right? So if you take a look at Uber as an example, mm -hmm. they will not they are not a car company, right? They don't own any cars, they, are, they don't own taxi medallions. Their promise is about transferring um getting you to your location. Yeah, moving Similarly, people, Airbnb, right? Moving mm -hmm. people, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's not about a promise to deliver cars, right? And I think this is, 
it's important to realize sort of the greater purpose of what you are trying to achieve. Airbnb, similarly, it's, I think it's about realizing experiences um, versus saying, I'm going to rent you a home for a holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think most, the purpose is so important, right? For Microsoft, it's about helping others realize their full potential. Mm-hmm. And that's important because if that's your end goal, then I'm willing to work with you, Mr. Customer, on any range of things, a full suite of solutions to make sure that you are realizing your full potential. That's that's great. Um, I think, you know, you mentioned two disruptors in the industry with Uber and, and Airbnb, whereas, you know, hotel stays were the common thing that was never a concept of anything else. And Airbnb ended up taking homes and cars and vans and just, you know, all types of accommodations and making those available without ever building it themselves. And the same way you said about Uber, never really, um, never really bought any cars or uh, invested in cars. They used what was there and moved people around. So I think that's so fascinating with these disruptions that have changed our world. Um, I think about the cell phone. You know, my cell phone is now my computer. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Computer, uh, camera, watch, (laughs) and many, many more things. Uh, whereas, you know, before we depended, uh, depended on your wallet. I mean, I just thought about, you know, it's, it's a wallet as well. So um, really, really interesting. So when you look at, um, so you start with success as a definition of where you want to go. So what does that cycle look like when you go and you talk to your customers about what is that end goal they are looking for. So what does that conversation sound like? Hmm. Um, That's a good reminder. I think it's it's good to remind yourself of that as well. It's a great question. Um, I think that at the end of the day, our customers are looking to do the right thing by their customers. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I've found. And I've worked across industries, financial services, retail uh, and of course like you know technology startups and that's my common theme every customer wants to know what he or she can do to serve their customers better mm-hmm. and realize their value prop right their unique value proposition um, and that I believe is is my uber goal as well to sit with them and say what what would you like to accomplish and then how can we help you get there so to be trusted advisors and partners in to help them realize their goal, I believe is the conversation we are having. And then as we go through the process to then double click and say for to realize the strategy, right? Here is the underpinnings. Here is the foundation you need to build. And the truth is like a lot of the infrastructure conversations, the big data conversations are not, are not obvious on the surface or to a customer, but that's, it's important to invest deeply to create secure, scalable platforms that will help support delivering your ambitions. That's great. And I know Microsoft, you know, uh, as an organization is customer obsessed. Um, so yes. they really focus on the customer 
customers' needs, their goals, their desires to, it's not about the technology, it's about how do we solve that business problem using technology, which I think is so fabulous. So, um, you know, as companies create solutions, what have you seen, um, what, what challenges have they experienced? The challenges, um, and the good companies actually ask this question as well. Like, you know, the, the, some of our customers have asked these questions, and I mm -hmm. love that. Mm -hmm. um, the first challenge I would say is, you know, many of us are working in five-generation workplaces for the first time ever. So you still have the some of the silent age sort of generation in your workplace. You have the last of the, you have the baby boomers, you have Gen X. Um, you have the millennials, and then mm -hmm. you have the Gen Zs coming into the workplace. Right. So I would start with, you know, our customers have a five-generational workplace. And this is a new thing for all of us. So understanding and addressing the needs across this workplace and doing knowledge management and culture building is a, is a challenge and an opportunity. So I think... Starting there, and like, let's say if you work on productivity tools, how you, Jennifer, use Teams may be different than how I use Teams, right? Mm -hmm. Our use cases, our primary use cases may be different. And if you think about five generations trying to use the same tool and being successful, you can only start to imagine uh, the complexity there. So I think adoption and change management um, is is the is one of the top things I would recommend customers to think about. How will you adopt? Buying something is easy. Adopting it so you're successfully using it is a whole different ballgame. And the companies that I have found in my experience are successful are the ones that are proactively thinking about this and saying, I have this workplace and I need them to adopt in this way. And this is how I'm going to do it. And this is where I need your help. And setting expectations on that change management and being very deliberate and intentional about it is super key. That's one. The second piece is the urgent versus important, and it comes down to priorities. Um, I, in, in life itself, right, the one, something that's on fire always causes more, we spend more time on that versus mm -hmm. something that will sort of reap rewards in 10 years. It's just the nature of, you know, how we are built, I guess. Mm -hmm. But focusing on the important things, focusing on long-term efforts that will will give you the foundation you want is important. And I think that's another challenge because it, sometimes there's a sense of urgency to focus on the urgent and deliver near-term things. But if not built on secure, strong foundations, then I'm not sure that is the best solution for you. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say the, the third thing is sustainability and understanding how your solution fits long-term into your plan and your vision and how it's coming together as an orchestra versus a cacophony. That's great. I love that you touched on change management and adoption. Um, you know, we are always training on new technologies and we don't start at the training piece. We really start at the communications and change management piece because we are all human and we um, are creatures of habit, right? So we don't like change, 
Um, yeah. We drive to work the same way. We sit in the in church in the same pew. We do, you know, all the same things every day, and that's comfortable for us. And then when you introduce new technology, people get uncomfortable. They don't understand why things are working fine. I was doing my job. Why do we have to change? So, you know, managing that change and getting them to buy in and get excited about the new technology. And now that you talk about five generations, wow, you know, it's everybody adapts and adopts differently. So very, very good points that, that you hit on because we really need to think about that. Um, so, you know, I always um, pause when I ask this question because it's, it's so hard to tell because technology is moving so fast. But if you looked five to 10 years down the road, what kinds of problems do you think technology will be solving? It's, uh, it's lovely having that crystal ball, right? Yeah. <laughs> we had one um, because that, that would be uh, wonderful. Um, I, I, I am so excited by the promise of what is to come. And I'm also guarded about what is required to make it happen. Mm -hmm. um, so we've talked a little bit on, on, on this interview about the fourth industrial revolution mm -hmm. and how that is the convergence of digital, physical, and biological systems. Basically, technologies that are blurring these boundaries on physical, digital, and biological. And I think that is going to be the predominant theme for us looking into the next, um, next few years. And, I'll, and they, when we are seeing examples of that manifest itself today, right? So how many um, articles on autonomous vehicles have we seen? robotics, 3D printing, mm -hmm. those are all examples of sort of sort of the physical and the technology coming together, right? My car has become my biggest sort of digital uh, tool right now, right? It's your office. Uh, my it's your new car. office. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And the advances we've seen are incredible. So I will not like, I have forgotten what it is to not have my voice and audio built into my car anymore, right? We, mm -hmm. we take things for granted already, and the change has not even started. We are very early. The second manifestation is biological. So when, and this has such potential for human good. When you think about genetic diagnostics, um, the ability to treat diseases that we could not have so far, um, I think that we are going to see huge advances there. And then finally, some of the digital trends we talked about, right? We talked about some of the disruptive business models that have come about because of this convergence. We've talked about the, the importance and the use of analytics. We've talked about immersive experiences, maybe briefly touched upon edge and IoT and blockchain. But the net being that this, we have such incredible computing capabilities and combine that with our convergence towards mobility, right? Like you just mm -hmm. made, you made the point about your phone is everything, except you don't make calls anymore. <laughs> right? So, so your phone, yeah. and, but it's, it's become a computer, right? And then, so we're going to see early on more applications of what I think of as like cognitive computing. Computing that augments human thought versus replicating it. So as an example in call centers, right? 
there'll be a set of sort of frequently asked questions and, and set of jobs that can be done by automation and that will help your call center employees focus on more value added work. Um, bots for everything, of course, um, mm -hmm. and uh, are an example of, you know, value added automation um, and how it can augment for us. No, Cortana, Siri are all of them examples. So I think the world, I think about some things like artificial, artificially intelligent robots, self-driving cars, 3D printing, genetics, robotics are all real manifestations of what is of the next wave of change. I am with you. I am so excited uh, of what is yet to come because it's just going to blow our minds. It's just going to be incredible. Um, so, you know, in closing, what would be uh, the best piece of advice or lesson learned uh, regarding customer satisfaction or project delivery that you are still leveraging today? Because, you know, we talked about customers being so important and your customers are concerned about their customers. So we want to talk about maybe a best practice or something around project delivery that makes it very, that makes you very successful that you leverage over and over again. Um, it's, a, it's a good question. Thank you. I think that there may be three things I would think about as being important to manage, to create, to build trusting relationships and to manage expectations and deliver. One um, is, is seeking to understand and asking the question versus assuming. Um, and understanding and, try, and getting perspective on what people define as success, what outcomes look like, having that common vocabulary and taxonomy at the start is key. So I always say ask, not assume, and that's a principle that works with uh, projects as well. Second um, is, again, a lesson that we use in life and at work, which is things are dynamic. Organizations are dynamic needs are dynamic, be comfortable not knowing everything. Per, you know, perfect is the enemy of good, right? So be, be, the, be happy in uh, navigating the unknown. And I think building that skill is going to be important. And for me, that translates into things like I will always leave um, time, resources to navigate the unknown. Because mm -hmm. even if you cannot predict what is going to happen, Giving yourself that buffer makes sure that when it, that does happen, that you're able to address it. And the third thing I would say is thinking about the learning, um, the talent and the skills required to set up for success. Um, we, we talk a little bit about this earlier that, you know, it's about a change. It's, you know, when you are driving change management and adoption with customers, you think about the solution, you think about the process, the people piece is sometimes not always thought through. Mm -hmm. And when we are embracing new solutions, as you think about the next wave of technology, what are the skills required to not just survive, but thrive? Mm -hmm. And making sure that you are including the right folks from the customer, you're encouraging them to think of these skills, to hire for these skills if necessary, I think is important to long-term success. Brilliant, brilliant. So listening, understanding what success looks like, being comfortable in the unknown, which is so difficult, 
make sure you're working with people, understanding their talent, bringing expertise and thriving, not surviving. I love that because, you know, it's exceeding expectations. It's not just delivering a mediocre experience. So great advice. Um, Harini, it was such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jennifer. This was fantastic. And uh, I hope this is of value to your audience. Thanks for listening to Technology in the Right Direction, your source for the latest technology trends shaping the world. To download this week's show or listen to past shows, visit directionstraining.com forward slash podcast. Past shows are also available at ewnpodcastnetwork.com, as well as through iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. To find out how to be a guest on the show, visit directionstraining.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, we hope that technology takes your business in the right direction. Calling all speakers. E-Women Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast.